Hey guys, we are here with another episode of Laguna Biatch, the podcast. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. Um, I am working on how to figure out how to put in um, like sound clips from the show. I need to look over how legal it is, like copyright and stuff. And then hopefully we'll have some extra clips and and things like that, just so you don't have to listen to me talk. I know I have a beautiful voice. I know. But you don't have to listen to me talk for, you know, half hour or so. So let's get right into it. This is the episode that Dunzo was created. And I want to talk about something really quick. The Dunzo Uncommon James t-shirt controversy that I was tagged in like over 150 times, which I appreciate. I got like 200 or 300 new followers from those tags. But end of the day, it is not a copyrighted word. I can, or trademarked word, I can use it, Kristen can use it, anyone can use it. At first I was a little bummed, I was kind of like, yo, I sent you that, except the design was different, but it is what it is, and she's a powerhouse, and it's not like I'm going to try and fight Kristen Cavallari over a word that she kind of created, so I just want to say that really quick. But let's get into it now, because this whole episode, it's so... I wish that the whole episode was just Kristen, Kristen's car breaking down. I really wish that it was just that because, let's be real, that is one of the best moments of all of season one of Laguna. But the show, it starts off with Kristen and her brother Mike, who unfortunately has passed away since, having a nice conversation about how Kristen needs a new car. Um, basically, this episode, Kristen has decided it's Operation Convince Zaddy Dennis that Kristen needs a new car. One thing that I am upset about, um, Lo, Elsie, and Bunny go to Gina's Pizza. And as they're walking in, Lauren's like, my eye still hurts from getting hit in the face with a water balloon at the bonfire. And everyone's like, oh, Talon did that. I'm sorry, why would you not show that in the episode? I want to see her get hit in the face with a water balloon. I wish that was a deleted scene. Like, that must have actually been hysterical. Like, ugh, I'm so mad they didn't show Lauren getting hit, or Elsie getting hit in the face with a water balloon by Talon. Because, like I said, that would have made some great TV. We all deserved it. And I'm really upset with MTV. Um, I just keep getting more and more upset with them. During the lunch, though, of course, it's all about Steven and Elsie, how they're going to school really close to each other. They've been friends forever. And Bunny thinks that they're going to get married. And immediately she says, you know, your your babies would be the popular ones. Now, I'm not going to say much about Bunny. Bunny does not like Laguna Biatch. Bunny is threatened to sue Laguna Biatch for slander. So I'm just going to say, <laughs> of course, that's what Bunny thinks. And... I'm going to not talk about her that much because I don't want to be threatened to be, you know, sued again. But, um, Kristen and Jessica head out to lunch and basically Kristen is stuck between a rock and a hard place. And, um, that's Sam and Steven. I don't know who's the rock and who's the hard place, but Sam and Steven, she just, she likes them both so much and she doesn't know what she's going to do. And she really opened up to Steven and then Stephen was like, I want to ease back into things. And she's like, well, I have Sam. And, you know, 
we gotta we gotta see how this plays out, right, guys? I mean, you guys have never seen the series. We don't know what's gonna happen. The next scene, my boy, my boyfriend Trey invites Steven to the fashion show and he lets him know that Elsie is gonna be there because she's pretty into that fashion thing. If only Trey knew that she would become the queen of Coles, then he would have definitely invited her before Steven, right? But Trey's shirt that he is wearing, I'm going to post a picture of it on Instagram, but it's, you know, it's short sleeved, but he just cut one of the sleeves off. Like it's not even, it's not even rolled up. It's just completely gone. And the other sleeves there, I I mean, Trey was just beyond his years with, with his philosophies in life and in his fashion choices, you know, gotta love, gotta love Trey, right? So. Alex, Kristen, and Sam go car shopping, and I just want to go into this really quick about Sam, and by really quick, I mean probably three minutes of me ranting about Sam. This guy was, like, so influential in the storylines in season one, but he did not want to be on camera. I think it was Morgan S. said that in the live that we did with her. He was not interested at all in being on camera. And I so wish he was. I mean, we got we got some good looks at him this episode, and he's a good-looking guy. But, like, he says, like, two lines, but he's such a vital part of the storyline. He is Kristen's side piece. He is Kristen's other man. And it really bums me out that Sam didn't want to be filmed. So, Sam, you're probably listening to this, and I just want to let you know, I'm not mad at you. I'm just I'm a little disappointed in your life choices. But now I'm pretty sure Sam runs a um, clothing line. Not 100% sure, but I'm like pretty sure he does. So that's just really quick. You know, they they go to the um, they go to the car shop, car dealership, and they're like sitting in cars and Kristen's sitting in Corvettes and convertibles. And she's like, I look good in this. And Sam's like, you do look good in this. And then Alex is like, it's a good day to buy a car. However they talk. So it, the next scene is Steve and Trey and Elsie driving into L.A. And Steven says some dumb shit, you know. Steven says some dumb shit in a lot of episodes. But this one, he says he can't tell cities apart. He just knows he's in a city. When he sees a city, he knows he's in a city, even if he can't tell them apart. And he also doesn't like girls that are too skinny. And one thing that Elsie says that I really, really like is she goes, they made skinny sexy, which was true. Early 2000s being like rail thin, size zero was like super in. And you know what? I'm just going to say if you're listening to this and you're size zero, that's awesome. If you're not a size zero, that's awesome too. Because 2019, we're all about accepting everybody. You know, I don't care what your pant size is, to be completely honest. I just care about the size of your heart. So the next scene is when they create Dunzo. Well, they, I mean, Kristen. When Dunzo becomes what Dunzo is, why I put it on sweatshirts and t-shirts and link is in the merch if you want to buy it. But ah, link is in the bio, not link is in the merch. I'm doing this all, you know, one take. And I feel like this one's a little messy because it's almost 10 o'clock on a Friday and I'm tired. But I just want to let you guys know, I do this on one take, so it's not heavily rehearsed or anything. I take notes, and then I talk. So my car is donezo. It starts smoking. It starts making noise. She goes, my car is donezo. All right? 
So first question, should I call AAA? Always call AAA. My dad still pays for my AAA just so I can have it. It is a necessity. If you don't have AAA, get it now. And you get some cool discounts with that, like maybe at the aquarium or maybe at a hotel. Just let them know, like, hey, AAA member, how about you hit me up with that discount? And they're like, oh, we don't have a AAA discount. And you're like, all right, I'll pay full price. But um, all the cars, we know the scene. They're on Pacific Coast Highway, really busy interstate. and. She's not all the way pulled off the road. Everyone's beeping at her. And there are so many good quotes. Like like I said, this whole scene should have been one whole episode. I mean, everyone's beeping. She goes, what do you want me to do about it, assholes? And then our Lord and Savior, Catherine, pulls up. And she's like, yeah, my car broke down. And as Catherine pulls away, Kristen just goes, Catherine, not really pretty. You know, no matter how stressed Kristen was in that moment, she just had to appreciate the glow up, which is something I can respect. You got to appreciate a glow up when you see one. Another quote that cracks me up. This is a lot of stress on me, which I say a lot at work, even though my job's not super stressful. Um, this is a sign, Alex says. This is a sign you need a new car. And Kristen goes, Dad, you're a Buddhist. You believe in that? It's like, that is hysterical. Like, this whole scene had, has me cracking up still. I've seen it a million times, but it's still funny. Like, everything about it. Because we've all been there. Well, maybe not all of us. My car used to break down all the time, and I'd be like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm going to call AAA. My car's donezo. I'm going to ask my dad for a new car. We're going to see what happens. And the next scene, or it goes, it, like, fades into a commercial break, which, obviously, I don't get that. The cop shows up, and she gets out, and she goes, I can't move my car. And then she has a British accent for him, and I don't know if she's, like, trying to mock him or if she's, or if the cop actually had a British accent, but she gets back into the car, and, you know, she goes, he was being rude, so I started being mean to him. Like, you're just going to be rude to a cop? Um, but I, it's funny. It's really funny. That whole scene. That whole scene deserves an award. I'm going to give it an award right now. Of course, we can't have that the whole episode, unfortunately. Like I said, I wish we could. But we go to Trey, Elsie, and Steven, who seem to be sharing a hotel room. I'm not 100% sure. But they're all eating around, you know, they're eating at the table. And Trey just says, fashion is wearable art. You're right. You're right, Trey. It is. It is. It is wearable art. And then. Um, Elsie chimes in with makeup is cool. You can make like the ugliest person pretty. It's like makeup for your, it's like, um, art for your face. She said, um, Trey's like, didn't I just say that bitch? But he said about fashion. So I guess not. I guess not. But she is right. I guess you can make the ugliest person pretty with her, um, with makeup. And if you don't know, Elsie wears her makeup according to mood. But, and then Steven's like, oh, no, you have dark eye makeup. And she's like, no, it's matching because I'm wearing dark blue. And that means I'm happy if I'm matching. So she is happy. She is happy. And unfortunately, and then it um, jumps right back to Kristen's car. Like, why do we even need that little, that little hotel scene? Just give me Kristen's car broken down. The One of the best reality scenes ever. And it's, like I said, it should have taken up a whole half hour. And it didn't. And that's a damn shame. 
Our girl Alex is pushing the car. Like, homegirl jumped out and pushes the car to the side to help her friend. And useless Sam is just, like, pushing with, like, his index finger. He's not even trying. So Sam is useless because he doesn't want to be filmed and because he won't push the car. And our boy Zaddy Dennis shows up wearing his visor and his tan shorts. And he's very upset with Kristen because he knows she did some shit. And then, this is just a random note that I took. The um, tow truck driver looks exactly like Bono. And I just, I gotta give him a shout out. We got a Bono looking tow truck, tow truck driver. All right, so that's all done. We're all done with the Dunzo. And we're back to the fashion show. And this was the worst fashion show I have ever seen. I mean, Fight the Slide 2005 was a better fashion show than whatever the fuck Trey's parents thought they should go see. I mean, the whole whole time, it's just like, I don't know, a couple little models walking up and down, and Elsie is jealous because Stephen calls one pretty, and she gives him a look, and then Trey's very intense, and it's just, I don't know. I didn't think it was a necessary scene. I don't know about you guys. Please let me know what you think. So after that, the Gigi Hadid-looking model says, you're super gorgeous to Steven. And I'm wondering, number one, how old she is. Number two, how the producers approached her to ask her if she wanted to call Steven Coletti super gorgeous. And, I mean, if she's, like, 22, she doesn't want to say that to, like, an 18-year-old, right? Right? I don't know. But Trey asks her, are you going to the after party? And she's like, yeah, 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 I'll see you there. Gigi Hadid wannabe, or Gigi Hadid model says that. So they go to this weird, weird after party that's, like, in this basement-looking thing, but there are stripper poles, and the walls are painted red, and it's it's just a lot. Sensory overload, for sure. Elsie hates it the second she walks in. No surprise there. And, you know, she looks at them, and she's like, I'm not here for this. I want to leave. And then she says, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. And Stephen's like, we're not going to leave you. Shut the fuck up. We're not going to leave you. And then Steven kind of leaves her <laughs> and starts dancing with the model. And I remember I was in eighth grade when the show came out. And the way they were grinding, even I knew it looked weird. But, like, re-watching it, I'm like, grinding doesn't look great. I can remember being 18 and going to clubs and, like, grinding with guys. And, like, yikes. Like, <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing, it doesn't look good. And I have no rhythm, so I can only imagine what I looked like. and. I mean, thank God no one got any of that on, on film. Not that anyone would want to see it now, but it was just, it was an awkward grind session between Steven and Elsie. And Elsie, I'm not Elsie, I'm sorry, and Gigi Hadid model. But Elsie sees it and she's like, I'm out, peace, F you guys. She gets in her car, she calls probably a producer, and then drives away. And I'm pretty sure she was trained Steven's ride. So I don't know how they got back to the hotel. I'm assuming Gigi Hadid model brought them, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, So next scene is Lo and Elsie just driving through Laguna, and Lo's driving really fast, and Elsie's like, slow down. And then she just kind of talked about how there are a bunch of models surrounding Steven, and uh, um, Lo asked if Kristen knew about the models, and Elsie was like, I don't know if she knows about it, and... That was that. And another kind of pointless scene. 
I've noticed that there are just a lot of filler scenes when there don't, there doesn't need to be. Like I said, just make the whole show about Kristen's car breaking down and that's all I need. But the next scene is dinner, of course, uh, Pomodoro, and Steven is talking about, like, hot models surrounding him to Kristen, and Kristen's kind of like, whatever, like, I don't really care, and then Kristen talks about how she went on a dinner with, went to dinner with a guy named Zach, who has a girlfriend, she made that clear, and Steven's like, well, what did you do, what did you do? Well, we just had dinner. Okay, that's random. I don't know if I like that. What did you do? Did you just have dinner? Or did you do anything else? And, blah, 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 blah. and Kristen's like, dude, chill out. Like, you were sur- just telling me you were surrounded by a bunch of models. Like, I don't really understand why you're so upset with me right now. And he's just chewing with his mouth open, looking at her wearing his backwards hat, chewing with that mouth wide open. And they share some looks, and then they go to someone's house together. And in my mind, in eighth grade, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to make out so heavy. So that was the episode in a nutshell. I feel like I didn't really do it justice, but all we need to know is that the Dunzo scene could have been a lot better. It could have just been the whole episode. Gigi Hadid model was definitely told to approach Steven and then weirdly grind with him in front of Elsie. And do you think Elsie grinds with people? Do you think she would dance at dances, like, all dirty and stuff? I don't know. I don't think she's that kind of girl. I don't know if Elsie's that kind of girl. So that was really, like, a. I talked a lot really fast, I feel like, and I feel like I messed up a lot tonight. And I apologize. I apologize. It's been a long week. It's been, like, one of the longest weeks ever. Do you agree? So real quick about pop culture, I just want to say, you know, Pete Davidson and Kate Beckinsale, I know it's a few days old now, but I I can't get over it. I am very proud of Pete, and I'm disappointed in Kate. I don't know how I feel about it, guys. So I promised you guys I would talk about the cast lives a little bit on this podcast, on this specific one. And someone asked how I approached, you know, cast members to do lives. And I just asked, I really, um, on my going away party, not this November, November, what, 20, 2017, um, I was really drunk, and Alex M. invited me into her live. So it was her, Morgan S., and Taylor all hanging out, and then I popped up, and I didn't even know you could do that. And I wish it was recorded, because I literally do not remember any of it. I was so excited, but it was also my going away party, so I was weirdly emotional, and I mean, I had like nine bottles of champagne that night. But um, that's how I learned you could invite people into lives. And then I started talking to Jessica a bit. And I'm like, hey, want to do something fun? And she agreed. And at the time, I think I only had like 6,000 followers. But it was the day after Christmas, 2017. And Jessica was the first like official live. She was the first one where I kind of asked questions. And it was really interesting. And I really wish it um, that one was saved because... The other Jessica one wasn't so great, but she will be on this podcast. That is a promise. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of how I do it. I would just slide into DMs. The only person who approached me about doing a live was Justin Bobby. Justin Bobby emailed me and asked me if I wanted to interview him. And then I kind of told him the process of what doing a live was. And he was like, okay. And his live was probably my least favorite one. And it's not him at all. It was like all the technical difficulties and 
I love you guys so much, but you know, a lot of people were commenting, we hear an echo, he's frozen. It's like, yeah, I see that too. And I'm trying to do my best to not be annoyed with it. So I think that was my toughest live to get through only because of technical issues. Um, and the person I was most afraid to do a live with was Cami and Kendra. Cause I sent Cami this long message. It was, it was after my Alex first Alex M live. And I was like, you know, I've talked a lot of shit about season three, but I really want to interview you. Cause I feel like nobody gets to hear your side of things. And she said, okay. And I was kind of like, oh shit, like she's the mean girl. Like I'm about to interview the mean one from season three. And then when she told me Kendra wanted to join, I was even more, more scared. Um, and it's funny. So when I was in Laguna, I stayed with Kendra for a night and I told them that I was like, I was afraid of you guys. Like I was afraid to interview you. And they're like, we weren't that bad. And I was like, you were that bad. You were so mean on the show, but they're really nice girls. And most of the cast, as I've said a few times, have been really welcoming. Um, the fact Kristen did a live, Justin Bobby, I mean, pretty much all the season two girl wise. Can you guys hear the sirens? Ugh, it sucks being next to a fire station. But um, they're going to save a life, though, so hopefully they get there quickly. So I got a couple questions from followers, which I really like. I like doing the, um, the LC unsolicited advice corner. And one question somebody had was, um, child of divorce, can I say what? my parents did slash wish they did to make it easier. And I was really lucky. My parents um, didn't openly dislike each other until I was way older. So like growing up, my mom didn't really, my mom wouldn't talk bad about my dad. My dad wouldn't talk bad about my mom. They kept it really civil, which made it really a lot easier for my me and my brother. Um, my dad came to all my basketball games. My mom came to all my basketball games. They would sit next to each other. So I don't really, I don't really know. I mean, I was really lucky with that. So I thought that was kind of an interesting question because I don't know. Well, I always talk about my stepmom. So obviously my parents are divorced, I guess. Um, someone asked me to spill tea on what was really going on during Laguna. And during Laguna, I mean, they're in high school. They could only film from Thursday to Sunday. And I think Taylor came, Taylor's live had the most tea. She was like, yeah, we were always drunk. Like we were always drinking. And that's kind of, I guess that's tea. I have some other tea, but I have to go really rogue one day and just go nuts to talk about that. In the show, I mentioned that Steven sucks, but Kristen also sucks because she was seeing other guys. And you're right. I guess that is hypocritical of me. But I don't know. I don't know. And that's a hypocritical thing that I've done. And I will still stick by it. That Steven sucks. In <laughs> um, the last one I got was um, friendship breaks, breakups. How, how can I move on? Or how can you move on from a friendship breakup? And I've had a couple really tough friendship breakups. And I think they're worse than actual breakups. But you just kind of have to... You have to cry about it. You have to talk to your other friends about it. And then just take time to kind of take a step back and see what you could have done different. Because 
I know I like to think that I'm always right. That's probably my biggest issue is that I will sit there and be like, oh, no, no, like, I should have given that <laughs> unsolicited advice to someone. I should tell someone their boyfriend's an asshole. I should tell, you know, someone this or that. But you really don't need to. Um, if someone's dating a complete dickhead, they probably know. And all you can do is be there for them if and when they break up. And the way to get... I don't, I don't know how you get over a friendship breakup, honestly. I, I've had a few and they still hurt, you know, I, um, this girl who I was friends with for a while, we were really close. She ended up thinking I was flirting with the guy that she liked and I wasn't at all. We were just, I was just being like friendly and that was in 2013, I want to say. And sometimes I still think about it and I'm like, what, what could I have done differently? Cause I tried to explain to her that I wasn't flirting with him, but, but nothing, nothing would have changed her mind. And that, that still bums me out, you know, six years later, because we were really close. But, I mean, don't harp on it. Don't, don't, you're allowed to be sad for a while, but don't just sit there and, and you know, wonder, I guess. Like, just sit there and think about it all the time. Like, I don't think about that friendship all the time, just here and there. And you also have other friends, hopefully, that you can talk to about stuff. And me and my friends, I always try and be open with them. I always try and tell them, you know, you're being stupid about this and they don't always like it, but they tell me when I'm being stupid and reckless, you know, from 21 to 23, I would drink a lot. And eventually one of my friends sat me down and she was like, you know, you're being an idiot. You're being stupid. Nobody wants to hang out with you because of how drunk you're getting. And that I needed that. I needed that to kind of, I don't know, to, to open my eyes to my actions but friendship breakups suck and it takes a while to get over it. And I don't know if you ever like fully heal from them, but definitely look at yourself too, because even though I think I'm always right, I know that I have a lot of faults and I know that I can be pushy and stuff like that. So yeah, that is the third episode. I can't believe I we've already gone through three of them. Um, thank you so much for all your DMs and everything like that. I really appreciate it. And someone did ask about Shannon leaving on Common James, and I'm not allowed to talk about that. Um, when I get the green light, I will be the first one to talk about it, but I don't want to get anybody in trouble. And all I'm going to say is I will do a special episode like when um, Very Cavalry premieres and when the new season of The Hills premieres and all that. But I'm not really excited for Very Cavalry. And I hate to say that, but I'm really not. But I hope you guys have an awesome day. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. And I promise next week's will be better because I rambled a lot this time. And I know I stumbled over a lot of words. But I like to do this all one take because it's just who I am. And I don't want to be, you know, super, I don't know, professional, I guess. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week.